<laughs> it's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show, where three writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. Before we get started talking, I just want to say that we don't have Mike here because this is going to be a spoiler zone. Because today our guest is the zine admin for the Devil's Playground, a FMA antagonist zine that just got backed on Kickstarter last month and will soon be releasing its copies to the world. And so we wanted to bring them in here to talk a little bit about the project and to talk about the villains of Fumetal Alchemist. So please welcome to the show, Remy. Hi, everybody. Hi, thank Hello. you so much for coming. Oh, it's no problem at all. We want to start off by asking you, Remy, the question we ask every time we have a new guest, which is how did you find out about Fumetal Alchemist? So this is kind of a, a fun story. Um, back when I was a youth just experiencing the internet for the first time. I would just Google anime shows. At the time, I was really into Inuyasha, so I would just Google Inuyasha and click on <laughs> random links. And I ended up on an anime forum, and they were talking about Fullmetal Alchemist because the 2003 anime was just getting released in Japan. And so when I started reading it, and it was kind of just an instant connection. I was just really hooked on it. I'm going to assume you watched the 2003 version. Oh, yes. I watched it as it was premiering in Japan and then as it was premiering on Adult Swim. Is that because you were in Japan or because you were on the internet? <laughs> I was watching it like on YouTube and like separated into three parts with like Spanish and English subtitles. Oh, my God. I remember <laughs> those. The, I remember that's those. That's the true way. <laughs> did you also watch Brotherhood as it came out? I did. I was very excited because my favorite character was not featured the way I wanted him to be featured in 03. So I was really disappointed. And then when Brotherhood was announced, I was like, yes, this is finally my time. Would it be accurate for me to say that your favorite character is Kimberly? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. No, actually, it's literally. No, no, it's Kimberly. You see, uh, uh, Remy's screen name. For the small children in the audience. We, say, Kim, we can say Kimberly. fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can it's... say, we swear all the time in this show. <laughs> I know. Fucker in multiple ways, but mostly people will be like, oh, God, that Kimberly fucker in both referring to me and also him being that fucker. So I'm Your like, yeah, that's me. He is. He is, if anything, a, a little fucker. He is. I love him. <laughs> why Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. People always ask me that. They're like, why? Of all characters, would you like Kimberly? It's so funny. And if you want the short answer is, I think he's very attractive. <laughs> um, if you want <laughs> Absolutely. The, totally agree. <laughs> like, very attractive. Any character, I'm. I just have this thing for characters that like look and act a specific way. If you've watched JoJo, I really like Kira. My favorite mm -hmm. movie is American Psycho, um, which is <laughs> kind of in the same vein. So anything like that. But I think that in Arakawa's writing, especially in the manga, Kimberly is a really great narrative tool because he's not aligned with either side, really. He's helping the homunculi, but he's not really committed to them. He's just kind of like, eh, I'm going to help them because they're going to let me do what I want. But He's the just moment... in it for the killing. Yeah, it's like the moment he's not interested in them, he's he take it or leave it. He doesn't care about them. And when you're watching the show, there's sometimes you want to yell things at the characters and question them. Um, I think that's really prominent in the Ishval arc. Roy and Reza are like, God, we're killing so many people. This is so hard really? on me. Yeah. <laughs> we literally recorded an episode on Wednesday where I said the exact same thing. <laughs> and this guy right here, he made fun of me. And he said I was going to be canceled because I said that Kimberly was right. I, I'm no, he, sorry. This is he, no, he's, he's so right because like Roy and Reese are like, God, I just killed so many people. It's so hard on me. And Kimberly's like, why would, what? 
<laughs> Especially in the manga, he's like, how dare you act like a victim when you're killing people? If you're going to act that way, go home. <laughs> I'm just so, gonna... you know. Oh, man. All right. I wish Mike was here. <laughs> yeah. It's like not even about the killing thing. It's just I really appreciate his willing to call people out on just being hypocritical and being like, hey, if you feel a certain way, commit to it and just really... Stop being wishy-washy, which is something I really, really appreciate, especially in, like, the current social climate. So that was just another thing. He's true to himself, that's for sure. I just really like characters that kind of have a certain look. I have a really similar facial features to Kimberly, and I don't see a lot of characters that look like that because um, I'm Jewish, and he kind of has the same sort of look. So I was immediately like, hey, same, same <laughs> face. <laughs> Hey, yeah. all of, well, uh, we're, we're, also we're all in good company. We're all <laughs> oh, Jews here. great. Yeah. Okay, great. So, like, he's, like, when I saw him, I was, like, oh, he's, like, got, like, the look. I look like him. Honorary Jew, you know. He's definitely got the vibe that he drops some political hot takes at a Passover table. No, He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. What do you think is the fandoms or the general public's perception of FMA's villains? The reason this zine even kind of came to be... I would apply to zines pretty often because I, I really love community projects. I love participating in the community and being part of things like that. I think it's fun and it's great. Um, but when I would go to do that, a lot of times, admittedly, I'm not going to say which zines, but I would be declined from them because I liked Kimberly or because my art would feature Kimberly and they'd be like, we don't want Kimberly associated with our zine. And I've had friends who've had the same things with Envy and Wrath and some other characters, but I think Kimberly and Envy get it a lot because they're the more enthusiastic ones. Originally, it was going to be a Kimberly scene, and I'm like, I'm just going to do it for Kimberly, but I thought it'd be a little too niche. But then I thought there are other people who've probably had the same feeling where they're like, you know, I love FMA and I love these characters, and they're still part of FMA. So we kind of just decided to do a zine that was focused on characters that maybe aren't featured because they're not popular like Tucker or General Raven or characters that aren't often featured because there's some sort of stigma on them I guess like Kimberly or Envy and so um, there really hadn't been much of a, a zine for anything like that before there was a devil's nest zine that focused on like greed and his chimeras but they're kind of more anti-hero than like villains i would say um <laughs> so this was a really good opportunity to really get those characters that are often discouraged from being featured in a lot of zines that's fascinating and i mean i would say there is no fma without its antagonists yeah i agree completely especially i believe arakawa's writing is really importantly reflected in the way she explores gray area and the fact that the world isn't you know, black and white. And this was something that elaborated on in the manga when Kimberly and Ed have that discussion in Briggs. But this idea that, you know, you know, someone else's like morality and whatnot can be different from yours, but it's hard to discern what's really right and wrong. And I feel like FMA really, really explores these aspects, especially with characters like Roy and Riza who do bad things and then they apologize. But it's like, you know, is it really okay just because they feel bad? things like that. Um, and I feel like the antagonists humanize the other characters really, really well. But I feel like the other characters sometimes can humanize the antagonists really well, even if they're not human. Um, like when it, Roy and Envy have their fight, 
um, you know, you see another side of Roy and another side of Envy that almost flips them and makes Roy the less human of the two. Right. And I feel like that's very important thematically with Arakawa's writing and just the kind of message that she pushes with the series as a whole. What do you, by the way, what do you think of Father? Of Father? Do you think he's a good villain? It's hard. I think especially when you compare him to Dante in O3, the antagonist and the motivation in O3 is very personalized for the Elrics. It's not like, it doesn't feel like the end of a world. It could just feel like the end of their world. It's very targeted towards them versus father, which is more the entire world. And I think it really depends on what sort of story you prefer. I like both. Dante's motivations, I'm like, I think that she's very interesting, but her whole thing, like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, switch bodies and sleep with my ex-boyfriend's son because I'm angry. (laughs) Like, it's kind of, I'm like, okay. Um, But I think that, O3 is really good at dealing with a lot of interpersonal things like that. Father is a villain in which I think he's interesting, but he seems very much like he only exists to be an end goal. I don't really get a lot out of him outside of that. And that isn't to say the writing for him is bad. It's just he fulfills what he's supposed to be, which is like an end goal antagonist. He kind of does his like end of Evangelion moment. Um, then... Ed beats the crap out of him and so on and so forth. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, he, he feels very final boss. Can we expect some Kankuro Bawa content on the zine? Are we going to see the great character Dietling Eckhart, who I totally <laughs> did not have to Google her name because I totally forgot her name? I think somebody might have done something for her. We specifically expanded it to every single antagonist, and that means... Ones from Conqueror of Shambhala, O3 in general. It means ones from the uh, PlayStation 2 games. If you ever played the Broken Angel or the Curse of the Crimson Elixir or <laughs> any of the ones past that, those are the only two that came to the US. Really, it was to feature any antagonist from FMA media. I thought there was a Eckhart one, but I might be thinking of Dante, so I'd have to look through it again. We got a, a lot of artists in there. What do you think is the most obscure villain featured in the zine? The most obscure villain featured in the zine. Um, I know you mentioned General Raven. Yes, he's in it. I think he's probably one of the most obscure. I know that there's a really great piece with Tucker. He might be, I guess, a little obscure only because people don't really seem to to like him. (laughs) I think probably Raven would be the most unless... I don't think anybody did Cornello. I wanted somebody to do Cornello really, or like Mugiar. Uh, yes, that would have been awesome. <laughs> or what was the guy's name from like episode five, Majahal, who was like doing the dolls. Nobody remembers that episode. <laughs> like, from 03. Like, yeah, yeah, 03, Majahal. He had like the dolls or something. You know, nobody would know who he is, but if he was in there, it'd be like, look, we're really representing everybody in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father Cornello's prime good stuff. We could have written this- <laughs> Arthur, we should have written something about Father Cornello. I know. <laughs> yeah. We we were talking about our like dream Father Cornello spin-off <laughs> a while a while back. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start wrapping things up here, but before we let you go, Remy, there is a very fun thing we'd like to announce right now, which is thanks to Remy, thanks to their help, we are going to raffle three copies of the Devil's Playground zine to our followers. So if you're interested in getting the zine and a random assortment of merch, all you have to do is go to our Twitter account at fmanalysts, that's twitter.com slash fm, the word analysts, like and retweet the tweet that we mentioned this raffle, follow us, make sure to follow us so that we can DM you, and then after a couple of weeks, we'll choose 
a few people randomly, and then we'll send them the zine. This promotion includes free shipping and is only for listeners in the U.S. And if you're listening to this episode and you liked hearing us talk about Metal Alchemist, we have a bigger podcast. We're focusing on every episode of Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. If you want to check that out, please go to fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But do be warned, there are spoilers there. I'd like to thank you very much, Remy, for coming to the show. Please plug your social media so people can continue to follow you. Honestly, everywhere, it's always Kimberly Fucker. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, always Kimberly Fucker. I let, make sure everybody knows exactly what I'm about so you don't go in there and be like, what's all this Kimberly? <laughs> Are you going to make the zine available for purchase? So right now we're just kind of taking a look to see what our production stuff looks like. We're waiting for the end of the weekend for anybody who had merch in it to just kind of chime in and see if they want to get any extras at manufacturer costs. If we do have any extras, we're going to make like a store envy or something like that to put them up. But we will be making a gum road for the PDF copy. So even if you can't get a physical copy, you'll be able to get the full art and the full fanfics and everything else as a high quality PDF through that. And where can people follow you to stay updated? Twitter is going to be uh, Devil's Play FMA. Tumblr is Devil's Playground Zine. Usually if you just type in Devil's Playground or something like that, it'll come up on Twitter because we kind of monopolize that. <laughs> Before you go, there is one last thing we ask all our guests to do. Could you please give us your best Full Metal Alchemist like the interstitials? Oh boy, let's see. Uh, they usually come in and they go like, Full Metal Alchemist. And then somebody else comes in and goes, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Or should I say, stay evil. Bye. I don't know why I said like that. Ghosts aren't evil. <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. In a totally non-evil, friendly way. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs>